2: Introducing the revolutionary mascara from Covergirl that adds extreme volume, up to 300% more volume than bare lashes. New Lash Blast Cleantopia is the plant-powered mascara made with 72% natural origin ingredients and infused with cellulose plant fibers. Topia is like a green thumb for your lashes. For lush, check me out lashes that last up to 24 hours with no smudging, no flaking, and no clumps. Put the power of plants to work for you with new Lash Blast Topia Mascara. Only from easy, breezy, beautiful
3: CoverGirl.
1: Hey guys, thank you so much for joining into Adventures in the Spirit. I'm your host, Jared Lasky. I'm having a lot of fun. I hope that you find that this podcast equips you, encourages you, and empowers you to go do what Jesus did. This podcast is not just information, but it's also impartation and activation. And with an activation in mind, I want to encourage you to download my free PDF download, The Prophetic Activation. It is five days of activations where you get to hear God and you get to prophesy. And we've got people who give testimonies as to how they prophesied over their friends, over their loved ones, over waiters and waitresses through that. So please download that five-day prophetic activation download. The link is provided in the podcast description and in the podcast notes. Today, I'm introducing you to my new friend, Abigail Holt Jennings. She's a mother, author, trainer, counselor, speaker. She's a cancer conqueror in Jesus' name who's been on an epic, powerful journey of faith, healing, wholeness, and she wants to help you walk through your own journey victoriously. She's got a book called The Conversation in Heaven, which shares real life stories of sorrow, of joy, of ups and downs, while leaning to hear what heaven has to say about all of these things. Because of this, she's dedicated her whole life to helping others hear that same heavenly conversation in their own life. Abigail's currently working on her Ph.D. in counseling from Liberty University. She serves on staff at the Bethel Atlanta Supernatural School of Ministry as a second year revival pastor. And she's got her own private counseling practice. And you can get more info at www.girlofhope.com. So please help me welcome Abigail to Adventures in the Spirit. Hey, Abigail, thank you for jumping in.
2: Hi, Jared. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be with you today.
1: Well, it's an honor. It's a pleasure to have you on this program. Abigail, I've seen some videos about your story. I'd love to hear you give us a little bit about your background. So if people aren't acquainted with you, they're not familiar with you, can you share parts of your story? And then I'd love to jump in into supernatural healing and power.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, just grew up in the church, have, have always loved the Lord, you know, went to Bible school, did, did all the things that, you know, you think that the church girl should do, you know, all that have always loved the Lord and married someone in the ministry. And we pastored a church for 12 years and then went through a devastating divorce, an absolute heartbreak. And the, the marriage was lost. The church was lost. What I thought ministry was lost, you know, all that stuff. And then I began to rebuild my life. Uh, the kids and I moved to Peachtree city where Bethel Atlanta is. And I, I went to their school and then I was asked to be on staff. W- just went through a lot, a lot of heartache, you know, lost my sister and the Navy lost my dad to cancer. My mom remarried after my dad died and lost him, buried my brother to cancer. Um, and then, Dawn, my sister, my very best friend, who I played ball with all my life, went to school with. I said, "It's funny." I said we share clothes and life, and we even share boys at times. So <laughs> that was that was my best friend, and lost her life in the Navy. And so I, just just a lot of heartbreak. And on the heels of that, my mom got cancer while so I was doing uh, a, a fitness boot camp in our community while I was going to school and then, and finishing my master's degree. And then she got breast cancer and walked her through that and then turned around and uh, cancer came knocking on my door. And so uh, it was through that, that my relationship with the Lord, you know, the lies I had believed that, you know, God loves us when we do good and he's disappointed with us when we do wrong or bad, or that healing is just for some people or the great, great misnomer that, oh, it's God's will, he'll heal you. Well, it's always God's will to heal because he is the healer. And so it's the nature of Jesus to be our healer. And that's when he really took me on a journey. I had no idea I would end up writing a book out of it, but he really began to teach me. That's why it's called the conversation heaven. Like these crazy things would happen in these diagnoses and these terrible, terrible Reports would come and I really feel like the Holy Spirit invited me in uh, on a journey of hearing what the conversation in heaven was over my situation and what I like to partner with him, right? As different as it seemed than my natural conversation, right? Where I like to partner with heaven because I learned even taking baby steps when I partnered with what he had to say, I had all the peace I needed. I had all the grace I needed, Jared. I had all the strength I needed. But when I got out, it's kind of like Peter, right? Like when I got my eyes off him, woe did I begin to sink. And I could definitely feel those wind and waves trying to wrap around me.
1: Amen. So you went through, I know that you mentioned this valley of the shadow of death. This, I think a lot of us have different terms that we call things. Some people consider these trials, these tribulations, a dark night of the soul. I mean, I've been through the loss of a brother. I've been through another brother, prison, and been through a couple of combat deployments and my own darkness Mm -hmm. and things like that. But what was your valley of the shadow of death and how did you encounter heaven through that?
2: Yeah. Gosh, that's a great question, Jared. There were were, uh, valleys with a big S on the end of them, right? Like valleys of the shadow of death I've experienced. And One of them definitely was literally being told after breast cancer, after the mastectomy, all that, um, that it had come back in my lungs and my clavicle and that it was inoperable and it was terminal and that I would die from this. So that was literally my valley of the shadow of death. And, you know, it's interesting that Psalm because it's actually in the valley of the shadow of death where we learn to fear no evil. Where we learn that his rod and his staff comforts us, actually. Where we learn that he uh, makes a place for us in the presence of our enemy. Where we learn how to lie down with him in green pastures. Where we learn that our soul can be restored. You know, the places that we are terrified to go, I believe, can be our own penile experiences with him. Like, you know, like Jacob had, right? Like Wrestling with God. But it only happened when he was left alone. And so that was mine. That was mine, you know, being in that valley of the shadow of death, literally, and Jesus coming in and saying, I I have something different to say about this diagnosis. Would you like to hear it? You know?
1: Yeah. Well, actually, I want to hear this. You encountered (laughs) Jesus. So what can you describe (laughs) this encounter? I mean, this is, (sighs) you were diagnosed with cancer, terminal these are words that nobody wants to hear. It's hard to navigate, but yet Jesus supernaturally intervened. So can you share with us this supernatural encounter with him?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just my favorite story to tell Jared all day long, every day. I love it. <laughs> um, and the funny thing, and I tell people this, I'm like, listen, I love God with all my heart, but you know, I don't fast 40 days at a time. Okay. I don't like wear sackcloth and ashes. I mean, I'm a regular mom, you know, who loves my kids and, you know, messes up all the time. I mean, I just know that in his kindness, you know, where the word says it's the kindness or the goodness of the Lord that leads men to repentance. Well, all that really means is that leads men to change their mind. And boy, did he not only change my mind, Jared, he blew my mind. I mean, he blew my mind. And when I was sitting in that in the hospital room, when that oncologist, still my oncologist to this day, my friend, when he looked at me and said that, you know, like any other normal person, I mean, fear, gripped me, right? Like tears fill my eyes. I mean, I've got a, a well, at that time, uh, a 13 and 14 year old at home. You know, we live on 20 acres. We have a big fat pet pig named Wilbur and chickens. And, you know, I'm teaching them science through incubating eggs. And I mean, whatever, you know, you're just planning a wonderful long life, you know, and I will never forget that moment, Jared. I will never forget it. I was sitting there and I, I felt that spirit of fear. Cause see, you got to remember, cancer took my dad when I was 16, to, mm. took all kinds of family members. Okay. So. So I had taken precautions since I was young, you know, uh, fitness and health and all that. Like, well, that's not going to happen to me. You know, I'm going to do all the right things. I'm going to eat all the right things. I'm going to yada, yada, yada. Well, you know, here it comes. And so when I sat there in that hospital room, I could feel, uh, the best way I can describe it is like in in the spirit, I could feel and like, and with my spiritual eyes, okay, I could see if you will, like the grim reaper. Okay. Walking into the room. Okay. I mean like sickle hood, the whole nine yards, the enemy just pulls out all the drama. Okay. And that is what he did. And I remember like this knowing, like I have a right to be here. I took out your family members. I'm, I'm in your family line and I am coming for you. And he stood there. And then this is what happened, Jared. Oh, my goodness. Then I could feel wonderful Jesus walk into the room at the same. I mean, Jared, he didn't even, he didn't acknowledge that stupid grim reaper. He didn't acknowledge his presence. He did nothing. He walked in. He looked at him. He stood side by side by him. And all he was looking at was me. He looked right at me. And he said, and remember that the oncologist had just told me that, right? And he came and he didn't come. And I tell people this. He didn't come with a box of tissues. He didn't come and put his arm around me because he was worried and all this stuff about what I had been told. The conquering king came into that room and he looked at me and he had a question. And he said, but who do you say that I am? And in that moment, I was like, oh my goodness, he is challenging me to believe everything he came to this earth to pay for. And that is all he asked me, Jared. He said, but who do you say that I am? And you and I both know that is the question he asked Peter. But Peter says, but who do you say that I am? And he says, Peter. Peter says, You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Jesus knew who he was. The key was he wanted to know if Peter knew. If Peter, he said, this revelation, he said, upon this rock of revelation, not Peter. So when he asked me that question, the only thing, and, and and what I tell people is deep calls to deep. So destiny will speak. Jared, in that moment, I had no idea I was going to write a book, nothing. But the answer that came up and out of me was this is going to be a great line in my book one day. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That that was it. That was it. And we walked out of the room. I think us girls, I had a few girls with me. I think we even went and got ice cream. Like it, like it was like, I, I mean, at that point it was like, I have no choice but to believe you, right? Like Peter said, where would I go? For you have the words of eternal life. You're not worried about what was just told to me from the doctor. So if you are not worried, why am I going to get in worry and fear? You know,
1: you can hear God's voice and prophesy. Every person with the Spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people, and our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle, and that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful e course, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. You know, every encounter with Jesus is supposed to change our life. So after this encounter, what took place?
2: Okay. So after that encounter, uh, things began to get worse. They did two uh, biopsies in my lungs. They were both very painful, by the way. Uh, and And again, remember, this is after breast cancer. This is after a very painful emotional surgery for a woman. And this is after a brutal road of reconstruction, okay? So after all that, I am getting this diagnosis. And after that encounter with him, this is where my book comes from. Like, Jared, I literally began, you know, when Jesus told the enemy, uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, I began to literally live that. Every day I would get up, I I couldn't work. I was self-employed. I was a trainer, right? God began to miraculously provide for our needs. It was about Christmas time that time, okay? And I was a trainer at the gym. I love my gym. I love my people. And I had no idea that they had done this, but they had put up an angel tree in the gym for myself and my kids, okay? That Christmas, Jared, was, and I feel the witness of the Holy Spirit when I talk about this. It just makes me so happy. That Christmas, I remember I said, kids, come here. And we laid out all the gift cards and they covered the coffee table. We, I mean, the the gifts were spilling out under the tree. My girl, My daughter is holding two American Girl dolls that she got for Christmas. I mean, like it was crazy, his provision. And so that in itself is supernatural, right? That in itself. But I remember every day I would go out on my front porch and I would wake up. And I kid you not, I would tune my ear into like, okay, God, what are you saying today? And most often I would wake up with a song and see, we think that like, oh, isn't that nice? I woke up thinking about this song. We are not thinking about that song. You, heaven is singing over you. The Bible says he rejoices over us. What types of songs? Songs of deliverance, deliverance, because the battle is already over. So he would, every day I would wake up and I would literally feast and feed on what heaven had to say. And I remember one morning I woke up and that song was just going over and over my heart by Kristen DeMarco. Take courage, my heart, stay steadfast, my soul. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. Hold on to your hope as your triumph unfolds. He's never failing. He's never failing. And that was the season where they had sent off the tumor to California and you wait this like painful two to three weeks for them to come back with this Oncotype type score. And basically from that score, they are telling you where, whether you have to have harsh chemotherapy or not. And I remember this faith rising. And that was when my daughter was shopping for American girl dolls. She loved them. And she opened up the magazine and sad to say in this day and age, even American girl doll has a doll with no hair to like support breast cancer. And so she points to that doll and she's like, mom, I guess, I I guess maybe I need to get this doll this year. Jared. Oh my goodness. It was like a lion came up out of me. I said, honey, you will have no need to get that doll because mama is not losing her hair. Okay. (laughs) And it's not something we talk ourselves into. This is the faith of God. This is, and, but I think for me, I'm just a simple gal. I think it is, simply, I am who you say I am, right? Believing him, taking him at his word. And that was my journey of just simply every day. Will I hear what heaven has to say? Will I believe what heaven is saying about this? And so that would lead me into kind of like encounters after encounter. I remember one night I woke up one night terrorized. Like I, I woke up in bed. I like, it was like a movie reel. I like saw my whole funeral play in front of me. I saw me in the casket. I saw the kids walking down by themselves. I'm not going to walk Lily down the aisle. I'm not going to see my kids graduate, like all this stuff. And I woke up and I could feel that sickening, stupid Grim Reaper standing at the end of my bed. Wow. And I felt it and heard it. And then I heard the Lord in His kindness. He will teach us. The Holy Spirit guides us into all truth, and He said, "Abigail, when fear comes knocking, answer the door."
3: Right.
2: And I was like, "What do you? These are all encounters." I was like, "What do you mean, answer the door?" He's like, "Um, if a robber or a burglar was trying to get into your house and beating on the door and and all that, trying to get and harm your kids, what would you do?" And I'd be like. I would call nine one one and then grab a baseball bat. He's like, okay, well, that is what David did when he ran after that giant of fear. Because the fear, if you remember, it said that that giant had taunted the people of God for 40 days and 40 nights, okay? Jared, there were other giants in the land. I mean, how does one giant in Goliath terrorize and immobilize a whole army? So I asked the Lord that, and he said, Abigail, Fear is a spirit. Yeah. And the more people allowed Goliath to talk, the more the spirit of fear grew in their hearts. So that is what shut them down. He says, so when fear comes knocking, answer the door. And that's what we get to do is answer the door with truth, you know. And that's what he began to teach me to do when I would get these reports. I was like, okay, Lord, what do you have to say about this, you know? which then led but it, it still got scarier it still got scarier which led to my final ultimate encounter which was my healing amen and that that one happened i i did another pet scan it lit up like a christmas tree it was not looking good Jared not looking good and um i flew out to the Dominican Republic to see a holistic doctor friend of mine and to just seek the lord quite honestly and And I remember now, I had a lot of faith in what this woman had to say, you know, and so she had a lot of natural healings and stuff like that. So I fly all the way out there. I show her the PET scan, and uh, even her face, the reaction on her face, very much alarmed me because she was like my ace in my pocket, like hoping that she'd know what to do. Well, she didn't. And so I remember a couple of days before I was going to leave, I just got up in the the night and I went out by the pool. And I just began to say, God, what do you say about this? Am, am I gonna live or am I gonna die? Because I I I don't know. And you know, we're living out our faith in shoe leather, right? So we have our days where we feel like we're on a mountaintop of faith, and then we have our days where we are our weakest. And that was definitely mine. And so I had no more natural hope, right? And so I'm seeking the Lord. And I remember I began to just like pace and talk to the Lord, and I was like, well. Maybe, maybe, maybe the cancer came back because of this, or because of this I did, or maybe I didn't have enough faith, or maybe I didn't forgive this person. So I just began to start like going through, I call it my, the mental prison. Okay. Of let me just like re-forgive this person and, you know, making healing about me. Okay. And that is when again, wonderful Jesus, I could feel his presence so strong on that pool deck, Jared. And this is going to sound crazy, but it was like he was laying, he was laying on his side with his head propped up by his elbow, twiddling his fingers on the pool deck. I kid you not, while I'm going back and forth through this mental prison and he just waits and he goes, are you done? And I'm like, well, what do you mean am I done? I'm expecting you to like do something supernatural. He's like, um, Abigail and I'm okay, well, forgive me again for this and forgive me again for this and just make, you know, and he's like, um, yeah. So I forgave you a long time ago and I actually have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) That's what he said, Jared. He goes, I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. He said, perhaps the person that you need to forgive is you, Abigail, forgive you. Okay, Jared. That. Oh my goodness. He goes. I've actually come to take a walk with you. Will you take a walk with me? And I was like, Yes, I'll take a walk with you. So, so we start. When again, I'm not. You could. It's. I tell people. They're like, Well, how did you see that? How did you? I'm like, Listen, God uses your imagination. He uses all that. That's all part. It. It was. I can't give you all the theological implications of how it happens. I just know it was happening, but I was very aware of my surroundings at the same time. And so we begin to walk together and the terrain changes and it becomes a dusty road. Now I took a a tour to Israel in college. So I know, and I was like, oh, whoa, we're in Israel. So we keep walking. Okay. And we walk up to the cross and he's on the cross, Jared, but yet he's standing next to me. Yeah. And he goes, He goes, Abigail, you have always been really great at appropriating my blood for your sins. He said, But there's more. He said, Let's keep walking. Okay. So we walk past the cross, and I, I can see we're walking to the opening of the tomb. And we walk up to the tomb, Jared, and we walk into the tomb, and he's laying there, and yet he's standing next to me. And he, He's laying there and he goes, do you see me laying there? I said, yes, Jesus, I do. And he said, watch this. And he sits up and he looks at me and says, uh, he asked me, he said, did you see me sit up? I said, yes, Jesus, I saw you sit up. And he said, Abigail, when I sat up, you sat up. Oh, glory to God. I can't even jump out of my skin. I mean, that is Romans 8, 11, all the, the same spirit. That raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside of us and quickens what? Quickens what, Jared? Do you know it?
1: Our quickens mortal bodies.
2: Our mortal bodies. He doesn't need to quicken our spiritual body. It's gonna be as quickened as it'll ever be on the other side. He quickens our mortal body. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, right? So that scripture instantly I knew the revelation of it. Like Amen. the same spirit exegeted all you want to. It means. The same spirit in same measure and in same fullness. Okay. He doesn't give us a piece of himself. John said it the best it, from his fullness. We have all received grace upon grace, kindness upon kindness. So he sits up. He looks at me. Did you see me sit up? And I said, yes, Jesus, I did. And I, and then he swung his leg around and he stood up kind of whimsically. Jesus is, a, is wonderful. Like he, he kind of whimsically swung his legs around. And he stood up and he said, did you see me stand up? And I said, yes, Jesus. And he said, Abigail, when I stood up, you stood up. And then he walked to the entrance of the tomb. And he said, I'll never forget this, Jared. He said, I'm about to walk out of this tomb. And he said, Abigail, when I walked out of the tomb, was I depressed? And I said, no, Jesus, you were not depressed. He said, so does anyone have to suffer from depression? I said, no, Jesus, they don't. He said, when I walked out of the tomb, was there cancer in my lungs? I said, no, Jesus, there wasn't. And he said, so does there have to be cancer in your lungs? And I said, no, Jesus, there does not. And that was it. The dream ended. And I I stood there and the sun was coming up and the roosters were were, uh, crowing and I just stood there and I knew, Jared, I knew that I knew that I knew if I am cancer free, there is not a cancer cell in my body. I knew it. I knew it. Ironically, I get on the plane the next day. I fly back and a pet scan was already scheduled. A few days later, I wake up okay, and I'm still processing this encounter. I'm still processing what has gone on. I wake up the morning of that scan and I hear him say, good morning. This is the glory scan. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he said. And so I go and I have this scan and I'm just like singing worship songs in the tube. Like all I can do is believe you, Jesus. What else am I going to do, Jared? And I was like, I believe you. I believe you. And so the nurses are always so great because my situation was so critical to call me right after. And that afternoon, oh, and I know what I did after. I had scheduled a hike with my friend Quinn. So I go hiking after the scan. I'm like, well, Jesus has got this. So I have to pick up my kids that day in the carpool line. And the phone rings and it's the hospital. And as the phone began to ring, it's the craziest thing, Jerry. You just can't make stuff like this up. I could, like, like in the spirit, I could see party streamers, like, going off above me. Like, I could see, like, heaven was rejoicing. And I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? And so the nurse goes, uh, Abigail? I'm like, yes. And she's like, um, yeah, I don't really know what to say here, but uh, there's nothing here. <laughs> and And there has been nothing there. Jared for 5 years now. Amen. Amen.
1: <laughs> I love that story. Ah, I love it. I believe that there's an anointing right now for you to pray for healing for people viewing or listening to this and uh, the 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 power of the Holy Spirit, it could go through technology. It's the presence and power of God anytime. People could listen to this 5 years from now, 20 years from now. And they can receive healing in that moment as well. So Uh Abigail, would you please pray a powerful impartation of healing for those who are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, for those who are struggling, for those who need to encounter heaven, have conversations with heaven to receive healing?
2: Yes. Oh, my joy. My joy, Jaron. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. From your fullness, we have all received grace upon grace and kindness upon kindness, Lord Jesus. We say, Get your full reward, get your full reward with anybody listening that has any illness. We say, Cancer die cancer die. Everyone listening, you have a cancer free zone. Your body is a cancer free zone. And I declare right now, anyone like me, I had cancer in my mind, wrong thinking, alienation. From God and I say, be reconciled to God, be reconciled to God right now. God, I thank you. Everyone listening has a fresh encounter of your love. Wreck them with your love. Just like Kim Kim Walker says, and heaven meets earth with a sloppy wet kiss, and my heart turns violently inside my chest. And I I can't, I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way you love us. God you encountered me with love. You showed me that my healing had nothing to do with me, but everything to do with you. And so I declare that every listener looks unto Jesus, look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith and receive your healing, receive healing in your mind, depression. You got to go anxiety. You got to go suicide. you got to go in the mighty name of Jesus. We apply the blood of Jesus to everyone listening over your mind, all the way down your body, right to your toes, every organ, every cell, every bone, every eyeball, every ear, all the way down. Be healed in the name of Jesus be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. We do not ask for something that is already ours. You said, go and do greater things. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. So we say, be healed in the name of Jesus. I give my testimony away. Testimony, testify, do it again, do it again, Lord Jesus. So we thank you that every listener, receives what they need from beautiful wonderful lord jesus amen amen
1: amen thank you so very much for this powerful encounter sharing your story your true testimonies and that prayer of impartation guys if you were healed through this watching or listening into this email Info at firebornministries.com, but also reach out to Abigail Holt Jennings at Girl of Hope. Abigail, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you for more, more information and also purchase the book, The Conversation in Heaven?
2: Yes, they can visit my website. Some of you out there, you might be going through a crisis. That's why I have Girl of Hope.com, that's why it's been set up. And I call them Hope Sessions where I will I will um, Zoom with you. I will Skype with you. I will FaceTime with you. And we will go after whatever it is that you need from the Lord. Um, you can reach me there. You can find my book. There's a link to my book on my website. And it's also on Amazon. Um, it's on Audible. I'm doing the Audible. And it's also as, a, hard, as a, a paperback version as well. And you can reach me at Abigail at Girl of Hope dot com. And you can also email me from the website.
1: Awesome. Thank you so, so very much for being part of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. If you're listening into this, please subscribe and share to Adventures in the Spirit. Share this episode with all your friends, share with anybody that you know that needs to hear this incredible message of hope. It's available on Apple, on Spotify, Google, the Charisma Podcast Network, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Abigail, thank you for being part of Adventures
2: in the Spirit. Oh, my joy, Jared. My joy and honor. Thank you for having me.
3: Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that Adventures in the Spirit encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. Subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the spirit.